buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Rolled up to my Chevrolet. I climbed down up inside. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem and Alan sitting here next to me. We're here at your service, and we're here to help you with any kind of phone question you have about your car, your truck. Maybe you're not sure. One of the things that I want to talk about the, this first segment here is that there are a lot of uh, auto repair facilities. It's no secret, folks, that right now the economy's down in auto repair just because if your car made it through the summer, it's going to coast through the fall and the winter. That's just the way it is. But you got Labor Day weekend and you got people taking vacations, so auto repair is slow from the first day of school till typically just after January 1st. And, yeah, you'll pick up a little bit between Christmas and New Year's because both mom and dad are off, and then they bring mom's car in on Monday and pick it up on Tuesday and bring dad's in Wednesday and pick it up on Thursday, so that kind of a thing. So the idea is is that, that we want to talk about some of, some of the repair facilities, dealerships, chains, and independents, they're making up their own maintenance uh, intervals. So they're telling you that they know more than your owner's manual and more than the car maker. So they're telling you, I know that it says that you're supposed to change your oil every 100,000 miles in your transmission, but really and truly, Arizona is an extreme situation. And because of that, we think you should do it every 30 or every 60 or every 50 or stuff like that. So we'll talk about that. That's an important consideration. We'll talk about that. So you're welcome to ask us questions about that, 602-508-0960. And let me talk to you, speaking of transmission fluids, let me tell you about quality transmission. Um, quality transmission is in Tempe. They're located on McClintock North of University in Tempe. And here's the reason why I like quality transmission is because I know Bob, and I know Bob knows the difference between right and wrong. And I know Bob is honest. He's dependable. He knows transmissions. His staff knows transmissions. And they're really good people. And the best part about it is, is when I'm, when I end up referring people to quality, I, I, I never get a bad, unhappy customer. I always get somebody who says thank you. And thank you says everything. So it's important to know that if you get a bid from a transmission shop, you also have to get what the bid contains. It's not just good enough to be, you know, $785. I want to know specifically how you got to $785. What parts, what labor, do you have the sales tax, do you have the shop supplies, do you have the environmental charges in there? Because the sales tax is 10%. Shop supplies and environmental charges can add another 15% to your bill. You need to know that. Good shops will give you an out-the-door price. This is how much you have to write your check for. So that's what it's really all about. And good morning to you. Thank you for holding as you did. How can we help you? Hi. Um, I just had heard you guys were saying how nice the Dodge Dart was. So I went and bought a Dodge Dart, and I just want to know what you have to say about it. It's the Dodge Dart 2014 SXT. I I think it's a beautiful car. It, it is. We like Dodge. We like Dodge because... The Dodge of old was not necessary. Here's what happened, Ann. It, all the way up through to, to the end of the 70s, uh, a car was a car. And they all pretty much had the same problems, and they all pretty much had the same issues. 
1980, we decided to take our first step towards computerization and fuel injection and ABS brakes. And we went into this computer thing. And, and, and going by computer things, what happened is, is in the 80s, we made the very worst cars in the whole wide world. There has been no other decade of cars that were worse than the 1980 everything. Toyota, Nissan, Honda, Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, everything made in the 80s was the biggest piece of junk you've ever seen in your life. In the 90s, we kind of popped out of that, and Chrysler didn't do a good job then. It took Chrysler until the 2000 decade to really get their pants on straight. But today, Chrysler, Dodge, and, and when you start talking about trucks especially, Dodge is certainly the top, if not the top, he's the second. They're the second best truck out there. On the Dodge Dart side, it's a small car. It's a very dependable car. They always rate pretty good in crash testing. And the people that like them, like them, and parts are readily available. And Chrysler doesn't play games with your money, as some of the other manufacturers may do, in Mark's opinion. So if you like your car, that's all that, that matters. Let me ask you this. What color is it? It's silver. Okay. There's a lot of the darts that people buy that are red. And uh, and I think if I were going to buy a Dodge dart, I'd probably want a red one just because it makes it look fast. <laughs> but really? silver and white is the neutral colors, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I live in Arizona, so it's, I like a light, a light color, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, good reason. That, I mean, it's got some wonderful features, and it's, it rides beautifully, so... It started at like twenty-two thousand. Uh, well, good. But, now, but with all the perks and everything else, that ended up that's what I paid anyway. But <laughs> yeah, you know. Now, tell me one of the perks that the car has that surprised you that you especially like. I like the uh, navigation screen. Okay. The radio, you know, the uh, Bluetooth. I never used that before. I love that. Everything's right in front of me. And I have the backup camera, which I like, and there's good mileage, 27 MPG. Good. Good for uh, you. Now, on the Bluetooth, that means your phone can be in your purse, and you're yeah, listening to your radio, and then all... Yeah, it all connected. It's great. Yeah. Okay. And so, let's describe it for people that perhaps don't quite understand. What you got is you're driving down the road, and you got the radio on, and then all of a sudden, the radio music goes away... The screen says, you have a phone call. Do you want to accept it or not? Right. So you can reach over. You push accept. And then all of a sudden, the person who calls you is talking to you over your radio speakers. And your microphone is above your head, and so you can drive down the road. You don't have to look at the phone. you got your hands on the wheel, and you can talk to the person on the phone without, with both of your hands looking uh, on the steering wheel and your face looking forward, right? I think, uh, too, I have buttons on my, on my uh, a wheel that I can uh-huh. attach to the phone. I can yes. hit the phone. You know, I don't have to look at my screen. Yep, you know what I mean? Ex- I don't have to turn around. You know, I can just press the button if I want to to get call, to make a call or anything. Yeah. Most That's... of the time, yeah. And uh, turn the, the volume up and down or change the station. Really nice. 
Yeah. All right. Well, th- th- Ann, thank you very much for calling in. We can't find anything wrong. We Neither one of us have anything bad to say about a Dodge Dart. And especially if you're getting the high 20s and you paid the low 20s, you're getting the high 20s in fuel economy and you paid the low 20s. I don't know how anybody could argue with that. I think you did a good job. Yeah, because there were some other quirks in between, and I got some money back on my car. And, good. you know, they had the, uh, you know, the, the theft. Uh huh. You know the the theft thing. The theft your, deterrent. Yeah, the theft. Uh, so that was a little extra too, but it goes on for the life of the car. Sure. So, sure. Uh, you know, identity theft stuff. Like if my car gets stolen, they'll they'll pay me right back. Well, good. And, well, good uh, for you. You know, they had good a few you. things in there. Okay, thank you so much. I'm, I oh. feel better. I called you guys. You guys right. uh, actually. That when they were talking about the Dodge Dart, that's why I went to look at it. You guys influenced me. <laughs> well, thank you for honoring us with your trust, and I hope we don't let you down. But uh, but thank you very much for calling, and thank you for that. All righty, 602-508-0960. We have open lines available, and we've got Paul. Hi, Paul. Good morning to you. How can yeah, we help you? I talked you earlier. I had one more question for you. I bought okay. a 2001 Dodge a Dakota out of an estate with 54,000 miles. I'm looking under there for a place to grease that front end. I don't see any zerks on that front end. What's yeah. the status of lubrication for that? Well, let's go back to the 60s and 70s, and when we had a lube oil filter, which is called an LOF, and LOF just means an oil change, lube, oil, and filter. The lube, we did have lots of zerts, and but it the lube was also the labor so a lot of guys say no mark you're wrong it wasn't lube oil filter it was labor oil filter and the labor included the lube today we don't have very very many zerts but there's probably going to be a couple that you can't find you need to check the tie rod ends coming out of the rack and make sure that they don't have grease zerts on them and if you have a manual transmission you may find one over near the clutch bell crank if there's one there if it's not a cable so there's, there are a couple, but oftentimes what you're looking for is is that most of the, the connections are sealed. Otherwise, the bellows, the black bellow is sealed on the top and the bottom, and it has grease. There are some people out there who will go buy a needle assembly, and the needle assembly on one end has a needle with a hole in the end of it, and on the other end has a grease zert. And you take the grease zert and you plug it into the end of your grease gun, then you stick that needle inside the bellows and you pump grease until you see the bellow move and then you stop. Most people pump and pump and pump until they blow the bellows up or when they pull the needle out then it squirts grease at you for the next 10 minutes. So all you want to do is pump a little grease in there until the bellows move and then stop. Do pull you your... do that or does anybody do that? Any... I do that on, I do that, I do that. We, I, it's really a matter of of you saying to them, does one of your technicians have a have a, a grease zert needle assembly that they can pierce these boots with and put some grease inside? Now you're going to be told by others that it's a sealed unit and we don't want to mess with it and it'll live its normal life. Um, I I would probably agree 
to some extent with that. But for me, the comfort zone is is I'd rather just put some grease in them. And if I can extend the life, then I'm a happy camper. I need to find somebody that can do that then. Where where are you located? What's I'm over in where Glendale. You, Glendale. I know who would who would do that for you is DNB Auto or Mike's Auto Tech. Those two guys are over in that side of town. They're both gray-haired guys. They've both been around 100 years. They're both hot rodders. And both of those guys, if you took it over there and said, how much will you charge me just to grease it? And I want you to use a needle on all my uh, all my rubber bellows, all my rub, rubber uh, uh, stuff. Now, some of them have an umbrella fitting on them. So you go in high on the umbrella. And when you see the grease come out the bottom of the umbrella, usually that grease is dirty and ugly. But if you just keep pumping, pretty soon you pump out new grease and you go, good, I flushed the joint. You have to know the difference between an umbrella and a bellows. They would know the difference. They would know the difference. I can that guarantee was you Mike both. At Mike or B and B? No, it's D and B. Dan B&B. and Betsy. Yeah, Dan and Betsy Auto. D and B or Mike's Auto Tech. Either okay. one of those gray-haired guys can handle that. Okay, thank you very much. All right, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take your calls. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. You got a one in five chance of getting the line right now. Actually, like I said, they're all open. So now's the time. We'll be right back. Mike Gallagher thinks racism is a two-way street. There's a lot of vile, despicable people in this country. There are white people who want to attack black people. And they're, they're monsters. They're horrible people. But do you honestly think there are no, there's no such thing as black people who just want to attack white folks? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Dennis Prager at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners, Dan and Betsy Glauber, have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. They are located at the southwest corner of 27th Avenue and Maryland. People go to D&B Auto because they have been referred by other happy customers who say they will not take their vehicles anywhere else. They have been on Mark Salem's best car repair shops list for years. D&B Auto is a member of the BBB, ASA, and have ASE certified technicians. They work on both foreign and domestic vehicles. If you live anywhere near 27th Avenue in Maryland, give them a call at 602-249-2103. They will even give you a ride to and from your home or office. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. Give them a call at 602-249-2103. Hello, my name is Lindsay and I need your help. I'm trying to spread the word about a new treatment for diabetes that is changing people's lives. I have diabetes and I know how terrible it can be. But now Trina Health of Arizona is here and has a clinically proven FDA cleared artificial pancreas treatment that is changing lives. Check out my story on the website TrinaHealthAZ.com. Then help your loved one by telling them to check out TrinaHealthAZ.com. The treatment is covered by most insurances. Call 844-MYTRINA. That's T-R-I-N-A. See how you can change someone's life. TrinaHealthAZ.com. 844- for my Trina. The Dennis Prager Show. So Mozilla, which makes Firefox, as I say, fired their CEO for one reason. Because in 2008, he donated $1,000 in support of Proposition 8, a California measure that would have defined marriage in California in the Constitution of California as one man and one woman. 
There you go. Destroy any person who believes that marriage should be defined as a man and a woman. Leftism and totalitarianism are related. All totalitarianism, with very few exceptions, in the 20th century was on the left. Just remember that. No, nobody talks about that. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 9, right before Michael Medved at noon, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Every 20 seconds, another kid drops out of school. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. And the difference between a dropout and a graduate could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Be sure to check out The Patriot's listener deals. Shop online and save big on quality items and services. Visit 960thepatriot.com and click on the listener deals banner. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Alan's sitting here next to me. And between the two of us, we can either tell you the truth, we can guess really well, or we'll just fake you out. How's that? But really and truly, we're going to have your best interest in front of our own. So we're going to go to the callers like we promised. And But before we do that, real quick, let me tell you about Kurt's Auto Repair. He's on the northeast corner of the I-17 in Bell Road northeast corner over there kind of like by the dealer row there's lots of dealers along bell road there at the i-17 kurtz has been around he's an independent family-owned operation he's been around since 1987 he's been working on domestic and import vehicles and he does both gas and diesels he has ase certified technicians which means your vehicle is going to be repaired by a well-trained and someone whose skills have been certified by ase he believes an excellent auto repair facility is more than just a repair. It's about the relationship. It's about the customer service. And it's about the treatment. And it's about you trusting the people to do what's right for you and not sell you something you don't need. So Kurtz is, it's easy to find Kurtz. Like I said, I-17, northeast corner of Bell Road. And you can't go wrong. Kurt and his wife and his staff are really, really good people. Adam, you're first, buddy. How can we help you today? Yeah, I was just uh, wondering, uh, what, what do you think about the recommended uh, radiator flushes? You, uh, do you think it's a good idea? or? It depends on the color of the coolant, believe it or not. In the green environment, which is the old factory green one, uh, not factory one, but just the old green one, that's a 30,000-mile service. Everybody agrees to that. When you start getting into the orange and the yellow and the red and the blue, uh, which is what we call long-life ones, then typically all of them are in the 80,000 or 100,000 mile mark. It, and it also depends on what the cooling system looks like. That's an important consideration. When I take the, the, the radiator cap off of a car that's been sitting for a while and I turn it over and the underside of it fill, is filled with an orange jello, typically that is a sign that the coolant is out of spec. So that would be a, now I wouldn't 
wouldn't find that jello on a car that had 30,000 miles or 40,000 miles. I'm going to find it 70, 80, somewhere 90, close to 100. On coolant, I always tell folks that if you're going to have any cooling system work done, you have it done at the beginning of the summer so that you can coast through the summertime in Arizona. So the cooling system is obviously a, p a point of contention, a point of concern during the Arizona summers. So if you have your cooling system work done before the summertime, you're better off. However, you're going to get a slightly single-digit percentage less bill after the summer months because those guys that ordered thousands of radiators and, and didn't sell them all will probably discount them somewhat. So slightly two, three, four, five, six percent less after the summer than before the summer on parts sometimes, but in in in, in any car in the decade from 2000 and newer, you're probably going to be your owner's manual is going to recommend 75 to 100,000 miles on just about every car that's been made since 2000. Does that answer your question? Uh, uh yeah, I'm, I'm well past due. <laughs> okay, where 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 are you at now? I, I bought a brand new, uh, uh, it was a 2006, um, it's never been changed and it has about 150,000 miles. Okay. Now, are you going to flush it yourself? Um, I, I was going to look on YouTube and see if I could if I could do it myself. I've never done it before. Okay. Well, I can tell you how to flush it real quick. You want me to do that? Sure, yeah. Okay. You're going to go buy what they call a T, and any, every auto parts store has a T for the heater hose. So you're going to okay. cut the heater hose and there's a T. It has a fitting where you hook your garden hose up to it. Okay, so okay. you're going to hook your garden hose up to one of the two heater hoses and find a place where you can cut it and install the T. It has a couple clamps. You're going to open up the petcock at the very bottom of the radiator. And remember, lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. So you're going to be spinning the petcock left. Okay. Okay? So now we're going to drain the coolant out of the radiator. We're going to drain the coolant out of the engine. Then you're going to turn on the garden hose. You're going to take the radiator cap off. Obviously, the radiator cap's off. And what you're going to do is you're going to start it up and turn the heater on full blast. Start Go it up into heat mode. Okay. Yeah. And then you're just going to sit there and watch it until all the water comes out of the bottom of the radiator and out of the top of the radiator. And the two places the water's going to come out is at the petcock, which is the drain at the bottom of the radiator, and the, and the mouth of the radiator, because you're going to be forcing water in, and it's going to be coming out the top, too. Once you get the water clean, you shut everything off. Okay. And you, you start it and run it a couple of times to make sure it's completely empty. You get a five-gallon bucket. You put a gallon of coolant in and a gallon of water. You dump it in the car. I want a 50-50 mix. Okay. So then you probably do a half a gallon of coolant and a half a gallon of water and to see if that tops it off. And then usually you can get by with about three and a half gallons of water, of coolant and water mixed 50-50. So buy two gallons of coolant, buy what they call a flush tea kit, and you can do that yourself. Okay, sounds good. Uh, my, my only other question was, uh, it said uh, they recommended only Honda um, coolant. Do I, can I use any coolant or does it have to be yeah. a Honda? You just look at all the coolant, turn it over on the back, and, and the long-life coolant, it'll say, this this is fine for Hondas, this is fine for Jaguars, this is fine okay. for Toyota and all those other people. But again, like I said, it, if they say you have to use first of all, there is no such factory as a Honda that makes Honda coolant. They buy coolant out of some big poor farm, P-O-U-R, some big poor farm of coolant, and they say, hey, see that hose over there that has that color coolant? We want you to put it in our our gallon container that says Honda. But it's also Prestone, and it's also Yamaha, and it's also uh, Buick, and it's also General yeah. Motors. It's all the same stuff. It, to some extent, it's all the same stuff. Just find something that says it's okay for Hondas. Okay? Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. You bet.
Uh, RJ, you're up next. RJ, how can I help you? Well, I've inherited a car that my dad quit driving quite some number of years ago. It's a 63 Dodge Dart. And it's only got about 23,000 miles on it, but it's been sitting for about seven years. Okay. And I'm just wondering what am I going to have to do to get that thing up and running? You know, that's something that all of us see a lot. Um, people would tow that in, and, and this is, I, I'm going to speak for our industry and say that the very first thing we're going to do is pull all the gas out of it and get clean gas in it. Uh-huh. And then we're going to work really hard at getting it running. So we're going to get it running. We're going to check the oil, make sure the oil is good, make sure that all the fluids are good in it, because we're not going to drive it, but we just want to get it running. So after we get fresh gas in it, we're going to check to see if the fuel pump will make it run. And if the fuel pump won't make it run, I, I'm probably going to just, I, I don't care. I'm going to go ahead and artificially give it fuel. I might just hook a propane hose to it. And I want to get the motor running. And then I want to run it, and I want to see if it'll idle. I want to see if it runs smooth. I want to see if it's missing on any cylinders. And I want to stir up the oil that's in it. So after I get it up to operating temperature, I'm probably going to shut it off, raise it up, drain the oil, drain the filter, and go to lunch. Come back an hour later, and then put fresh oil in it. I got fresh gas. Now I want to get it to run on its own fuel system. I know the spark system works, and now I get it to the fuel system up. So now I'm going to put fuel in it. I'm going to get the fuel pump to work. I'm going to get it to start and run on its own. I'm going to air up the tires. I'm going to check all the rest of the fluids, and I'm going to take it for a drive. I'm going to look for vibrations. I'm going to make sure that I got a one, two, three shift pattern in the transmission. I'm going to do all of that. Then I'm going to give it back to you, and I'm going to say to you, you need to drive this thing. And we'll some of the things that will pop up, this hesitation that pops up over here, I want you to continue to drive it because most of the time it will go away. Half of what pops its ugly head up will go away with time. So don't bring it back to me right away. Start a list, and so you write down, I got the problem here. Oh, that's gone. I got a problem here. Oh, that's gone. Bring me your final list, and I'll do the final checkout. That's how it works. Now, you can plan on... Um, you're going to plan on a $300 bill from the front side, uh, you know, automatically. After that, it just depends. So $300 to get it running, get the get the thing running, and that doesn't include a battery if it needs a battery. So I'm, I'm thinking it's about three hours worth of labor to get it to run, and so that's why I'm telling you 300 plus parts plus the battery. All righty, when we come back, Steve and Dick, you stay right there because you're my number one and my number two callers. And RJ, if I have any other questions, they'll ask you, and I'll pick you up on the other side. We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer You'll be. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. 
They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Hi, folks. This is Alan Thicke, and if you're one of those millions of Americans who owes back taxes, if you get nervous when the mail comes because you might get a letter from the IRS, then you've heard they're cracking down this year. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank account. Even your home or business could be up for grabs over unpaid taxes. It's all true. But it's also true that they're offering a new way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt forgiveness. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. If you qualify, the experts at Optima Tax Relief, their team of attorneys and enrolled agents, will get you the best deal possible. Optima has an A rating with the Better Business Bureau. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. That's 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road. Yes, sir. On the road again. As I sit here up in Payson uh, doing this show from a remote, I see horses all around. They're actually having a competition in the forest right behind our ranch here. And I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight people on horseback. And what they're doing is they're going to go through this particular area of the forest, and they have to go through water. They have to turn left and right. They have to have their horse stand in the water. Then they have to walk up to a gate and open up the gate. And anyway, they have a competition, and I'm really happy to see that most of them are wearing helmets. Or cowboy hats, and <laughs> those are kind of the things that you're likely to see. The ladies wearing helmets, and the guys are wearing cowboy hats. All righty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto, and Tom at Action Auto wants to remind you that they don't make up maintenance intervals. 
That doesn't happen. What happens is is that they open up the owner's manual and they try to talk about that. They try to talk about this is what the manner calls for and this is what you should do. Sometimes they'll say, you know, you're due now, but let's wait till the end of the summer. Or you're due now, let's get it at the beginning of the summer. Or the beginning of the winter, the end of the winter. So sometimes we'll move that around for climate issues. But really and truly, other than that, that's about it. Tom wants to remind you that and Tom from Action Auto up on Deer Valley and I-17 says that your owner's manual shows extreme for dirty, dusty conditions, if you haul something, if you tow something, extremely hot or cold, or stop and go driving. I think you'll agree that covers everybody that you know. So all you have to do is come to Payson on Saturday morning, and you can see half the town is pulling something up north. So the idea is is that those are normal things. And people like to believe that we need to cut all your maintenance intervals in half because it's so doggone hot here, and that's not true. So let's just stick with the owner's manual because it was written by the people that built the car. And, of course, they don't want your car to fail during their 100,000-mile warranty, so they're not going to tell you to do something that's going to cost you later or cost them later. That's what it's all about. So Tom at Action Auto, he's a good guy. His team strives to provide the best automotive service and repair experience possible. They have ASE Master Certified Technicians to get the job done right, and they want you as car owners to understand what they're doing and why, so you can make informed decisions. Action Auto is located at I-17 in Deer Valley. Hey, good morning, Dick. How are you this morning? What can we do for you? Uh, fine, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I have, my granddaughter has a uh, O2 Volkswagen Passat. It's been sitting, oh, I don't know, for probably a month or so. But uh, she couldn't get it started, but got a jump, and it started right up, and she thought she would take it to O'Reilly's and have the battery checked, and they come out and check the battery in the car and said the battery was fine. So she goes back home, and the car doesn't start again, and she gets a jump, and it starts right up. Okay. Now, is there something that uh, you think is wrong with the battery that, Maybe no, not. I think it's something. I think there's something wrong with the people you're dealing with. Uh huh. Um, let, let me explain something to you. And this is easy. Um, how can we test a battery that's dead? How can we test a battery that's dead? The battery's dead. The jump start was a su- sufficient enough auxiliary power supply to get the motor to start and run, mm-hmm. but the battery's still dead. Don't we have to charge the battery before we test the battery? How 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 can we how how does that work? Um, yeah, otherwise, you turn on your flashlight because you have rechargeable batteries and, and it's real yellow, and you go, okay, I need to recharge these batteries. Mm-hmm. Well, if we test the battery right then, the voltage is going to be substandard, so it's going to fail. So I don't understand why these three whiskered kids are taught in the auto parts store who make eight dollars, ten dollars an hour. I don't understand why they aren't taught the fundamentals, which is. We have to charge your battery. Would you like us? We, we're happy to pull your car over here. We'll put a battery charger on it for 30, 45 minutes. Let's charge it. Let's test it. Now, there are exceptions to every rule, and there are situations where a battery has 12 and a half, 13 volts to start with, and when you hit the key, we cannot have the battery, battery voltage drop below 9.6. Otherwise, the battery's defective. So if they test it and they're up there in the 13-volt range and then they hit the key and it goes to 9.6, I, I am not going to condemn the battery until I, I have a chance to put a charger on it for just a little while. So either obviously they're wrong about something. So 
most shops are going to charge you $25, $35, $45 to charge your battery, test your battery, test your alternator, test your starter, test for shorts and draws. That's a pretty good value. I would suggest that perhaps you do something like that. Nothing. Do you have a? Do you, are you capable of using a digital voltometer or any kind of an electric meter? Oh, I think so. Okay. All I want you to do is is go ahead and put your your probes right on the battery, and 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 I'm hoping that it's above 12.8, and that means they're right and Mark's wrong. And then when you hit the key, I need to see that needle move, but I don't want it to drop below 9.6. And I want you on your vehicle, your VW Passat, I want you to have your, your, your terminals right on the center post, right on the center post of the battery. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to touch the clamp on it. I want you to hit the post, the lead post in the, in the center of the battery. Right. And try that. And if it drops below 9.6 and it starts up at 12.8 or higher and it drops like to 4 or 5 or 6 volts, then the battery's bad. Now, you can go to MarkSalem.com and look at my FAQs and look at FAQ 28, and it will walk you through diagnosing the battery, the solenoid, the neutral safety switch, the starter. It'll help you do that. Yeah. So if you go to FAQ, she says when it does start, it's like uh, the starter will engage, and the engine when it does start, the starter will just keep whining for a little while and then back out. That's probably more related to the fact it's been sitting for a while. I would imagine after you got some good hot miles on that, that would probably go away. At least I would want you to try that. Mm -hmm. okay. Because the grease in and around the starter drive has turned to wax, mm -hmm. and it's solidified. I need the motor to get hot to turn that wax to a liquid and smooth it around a little bit, to move it around a little bit. So I'm not ready to condemn the starter because it's been sitting for a while. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very All righty. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you, Dick. You bet. Dave, you're up next. Dave, how can we help you? Oh, you know what, Dave? Yes. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm up against a break, but don't go anywhere because I'll be right back. We'll be right back right after this. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Hugh Hewitt, Megyn Kelly, and Real Clear Politics, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriot. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserit paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, sometimes, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Liberty and Union, now and forever, one and inseparable. 960 The Patriot. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And I want to tell you real quick about IMM Auto Service. IMM Auto Service is a, a Tempe shop in the northeast corner of Tempe where the 101 and the 202 mix, which is on the Price Road corridor. They've been fixing cars right and caring for their customers since 1972. Their ASE Master Techs work on domestic, most imports, but they specialize in these cars. These cars, folks typically make the stereotypical transmit or a, a technician squirm because they're very difficult to diagnose. They're easy to do maintenance on, but they're difficult to diagnose. So when we start talking about cars that make guys like me sweat, Swedish cars, Italian cars, Asian cars, so let's talk about those. Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, Alfa Romeos, those cars are IMM's forte. They know those better than anybody I know. So if you have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, an Alfa Romeo, and you've got a problem, 
IMM service would prioritize your work for you. They are going to give you an estimate for the diagnostic, an estimate for the parts and labor to repair your car, and they're never going to be over by a penny. So they want you to know that they, they have your interest at heart, and they're going to give you a to-the-penny estimate. And the reason why is because they already know what it is that you need. They'll know it after they do their diagnosis, I should say. So IMM Auto Service, the northeast corner of Tempe, right on the uh, corner of the southwest corner of the 101 and the 202 along the on the uh, frontage road southbound. All right, let's go back to Dave, or let's go to Dave. Dave, good morning to you. How can we help you? Good morning, Mark. First of all, thanks for your show. I listen as often as I can. Thank you. Um, Mark, I have a 2007 FJ Cruiser. Um, original owner, it's got 45,000 miles. I took it to the dealer to have the transmission fluid replaced. Uh -huh. uh, they told me it was world-class transmission fluid, and they did not want to replace it until it had 100,000 miles on it. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I um, I have two thoughts about it. It's You could go to, to another shop, and they'll tell you just the opposite. <laughs> they'll tell you this it has a world-class fluid in it, but FJs, you guys just ride those hard and put them away wet, and you, you go through water and mud, and you're out four-wheeling, and you heat up everything, and it's a great idea to do it at 50K. That's the bottom line. So you're going to get one way or the other. I think what you want to do is is you want to do, and it's a seal transmission. I'm pretty sure you have a seal transmission. So it we're going to have to somehow access the fluid inside of it, which isn't that hard. So you're going to access fluid. You're going to get a long. You're going to get one of those eight-inch long. Um, uh, what are they called? Q-tips. Those big, long, fuzzy things. Q-tips. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a swab. A swab. We're going to go yeah. in and we're going to pull some fluid out. We're going to put it on a white piece of paper and we're going to smell it. Okay. And if it looks good and smells good, then yeah, I'm going to leave it. But wouldn't you want to know right now if it's black and tarry and smells burnt? I would, and that's why I'm calling. Yeah. So just. I would call some shops and I would say to them, um, would you quickly look to see if you can access the fluid on my FJ for me? Yes, I can. Okay. All I really want to do is I'll even bring the swab. How much will you charge me to just take the swab, stick it in the fluid, pull it out, put it on a piece of paper, let's see what it looks like on white paper and let me smell it. How much would you charge me? I think most shops would do that for 20 bucks for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, I think that's what I would do. All right? Okay. Oh, got Thank one more question if I could? Okay. Sure. Okay. 45,000 miles, uh, mostly lives in the garage. Um, would you be worried about the uh, the coolant uh, hoses, things like that? You know that's a that's a that's a hard question to answer because on my uh, on my 2005 GMC that I sold this year, last yeah, year, last year I think. Yeah, I it had 100,000 miles on it and it had 12, five. It had seven years on it. I was over by anybody's measurement on on the belts and the hoses and I changed them at a hundred and I know I was running late um, and I know it was a little bit of a gamble but it has everything to do with just the feel of the hose um, okay. my fingers are good enough to just touch them and feel them and being able to mentally compare them to brand new hoses that isn't a guarantee but that's my comfort zone I think okay. you should wait until in the morning and I think you should squeeze the hoses and if they're crunchy absolutely it's it's past time 
Um, and they need you just, to be soft and pliable. Yeah, yeah. We don't want them hard. We don't want the outside to be hard, and we don't want any corrosion or leakage at any connection because that needs to be addressed. Okay. But if you're 07 at 45,000 miles, in reality, you're eight years old. Right. And 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 the 45,000 miles doesn't really concern me, but. I would say this to you. I would say, Dave, if you want to make it through one more summer, if you want to try to make June next year, June, July, and August of next year, without a doubt, you have to change it before the summer of 16. You have okay. to. Okay. So if you're going to do another summer, fine. But, but but after that, I get really nervous after that when you start pushing 8, 10 years old. All righty? Thanks for your advice. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Vicki, you're up next. How can I help you? Gosh, am I grateful to talk to you. Uh, last weekend, I had my Plain Jane 1997 one-owner Cherokee in Queen Creek when it rained, like the, you know, the, like the sky opened up. I waited until uh-huh. it stopped raining, started heading home, and uh, hit my brakes. And the guy behind me did, but he slid on the uh, on the the uh, asphalt and rear-ended me. Okay. Uh, on the way home, the check engine light came on which, you know, didn't surprise me, but the next day, my odometer, speedometer, and fuel gauge didn't work at all. Okay. They didn't work Saturday or Sunday, and they didn't work Monday. And uh, Tuesday, they started working again. Now, I've I've taken it to a couple body shops, and of course, they don't do anything uh, electrical or mechanical. But it started working again. Is it something I need to worry about? What do I need to tell my mechanic to look for so it won't do it again? Well, I think, here's, let me think out loud. I don't understand the speed issue. I don't know why we lost the speed. Um, the fuel tank, uh, the, the, the leveling system, what do you call it? The fuel tank gauge. Level sensor. Yeah. The level sensor is in the tank. That's at the back of the car where you got hit. I don't know how hard your hit was, but I wonder if the integrity of that wire harness is bad. Now, I can't imagine that they're going to run a speed sensor wire from the middle of the car to the back of the car and then to the front of the car. So I don't understand how we would end up with speed sensor problems in the back. I do know that the water caused these kinds of damage to a lot of vehicles, not damage, but these kinds of concerns that after the car dried out, the concern was gone. So the very first thing I would say to you is is I would make a notation when you take it in. First of all, I got to tell you that all the body shops on my list would never say that they don't do electrical or mechanical work. Mm. Any good body shop does paint, body, mechanical and electrical. They're going to put a new harness in there if they find one that's cut or broken or they're going to know how to fix it. So I'm a little concerned about who you went to, but I I would and remember by law you can take it anywhere you want. So it's I would find now, it though. Okay, and, 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 and we still need a notation on a piece of paper that says, Vicky, customer says that there was a time where she lost her fuel gauge, da 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 Would you please check to make sure the connections are, uh, are good? That, that notation can save you lots of money, because what happens if it goes bad six months from now, and then in seven months from now, someone says, well, look at this, this big harness has been crushed. And you go, well, that's what happened. So then you go back to your insurance company, and they go, oh, come on, Vicky, it was six months ago. And you say, yeah, but look here at this receipt. I had the concern that came, that left and came back and then went away, 
back six months ago. Now I have the same concern that's been diagnosed as this plug that was crushed, and the plug that was crushed is at the back of the car. And the insurance company says, yeah, you're right, Vicki. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. So we need a notation just to start the process. But if, how bad, let me ask you this, did, did the gas tank get punctured? No. She says she drove it home. So. Oh, thank you for that. So, yeah, it couldn't have been that bad. Um, did uh, his airbag go off? No, nobody's airbag went off. Okay. All right. So that means that this, the speed on the vehicle was typically under 15 miles an hour. When he hit you, your airbag wouldn't have gone off because as he hit you forward, the airbag, there is no airbag in behind you. So in your particular case, his insurance company is going to pay for it. They're going to want to cut every corner. That's important for you to have a good body shop that's going to watch out for you. So when the insurance company says, I'll oh, go ahead and use that bracket, just bend it up straight again, the, sh the body shop company says, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to put her back the way we, f we found her. We're going to put her back the way she was before your client hit her. So no, we're not going to bang that bracket straight. We're going to put a new bracket on there. That's what you want. Okay? Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate your help. All right. Good luck to you, Vicky. Thank you. And it was Ron. Ron, good morning to you. How can we help you? Yeah, I got a 99 Honda Odyssey, and I have a SRS light on. I was wondering if uh, there's anything I can do with that. No, you can't. Let me tell you what, what you're going to pay a shop to do. SRS is the airbag light. Right. And what we have to do is we have to determine where we've lost contact with something. Now, how many miles are on your Odyssey? 180,000. Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna teach you real quick, as fast as I can, how to diagnose the um, what they call the steering wheel clock spring. Yeah, I heard you talk about that before. Okay, I need you to kind of park the steering wheel in a different place every morning. Don't touch it when you get in. Mm -hmm. Turn the key on, start it up, and 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 if you can say to me, Mark, when I park the the steering wheel at uh, two o'clock every night then the light comes on for the bulb check and goes back off and then within about a mile later after I turn the steering wheel the light comes back on but mark if I park it at 6 o'clock and 12 o'clock then the light is on and stays on and never goes out you have just diagnosed the clock spring for me uh -huh. and you've just saved yourself a lot of money okay. so that but for something so here's another there's something wrong with the airbag system right now and if you have a collision the airbags are not going to work right so you need to know that. That's it. That's that's something to, to be aware of. But really and truly, we're going to plug a scanner in, and we're going to say, hey, do you see the clock spring? Nope. Then I'm going to go down below underneath the dash, and I'm going to check some pin continuity, some pins down there. Then I'm going to check the continuity up to the clock spring. Oh, it's open. And then I'm going to order an open. I'm going to call you up and say, hey, I got a little bit of diagnostic time. I've got a clock spring. Here's the labor. Here's the sales tax, the shop supplies, and environment charges. Your total out the door is $250, and I'm just throwing that number on the wall. And it's a yes or no. Thank you very much. Okay? Okay. If I get it diagnosed, um, I should be able to put that clock spring in, right? If, you've, if you have a steering wheel puller and you've ever done it before, and you better mark your spline so you don't put it back in the steering wheel's crooked. So it is, it, on a 1 to 10 scale, it's about a number 5. So the, the, the technician's level of skill and his tools better be at a level 5 for him to be able to do a clock spring, or otherwise you're going to have to tow the car with no steering wheel somewhere. Alrighty, well, good luck to you. Thank you very much, Ron. For anybody else, if you have a question and I missed it today, mark at marksalem.com is my email address, mark with a K at marksalem.com. Alan's sitting here next to me. Our daughter's getting married, Andy, to Phil Verdugo. We just want to say thank you, Phil. You're a wonderful, you're going to be a wonderful, wonderful um, son in law. 
And um, I hope you can control my daughter, Andy. (laughs) God bless you both. We'll see you later. Have a good day.